Hey there, this is Lisa with DistressedMullet.com, and this is Paddle All the Things. Interstate 70, somewhere in between Columbia, Missouri, and Kansas City. Uh, it's day two, and things kind of fell apart a little bit yesterday, so I um, kind of have ventured off the plan a little bit, but you know what? That's half the fun of doing this kind of thing. Um, so I, I've been kind of collecting some little snippets here and there, which I'll kind of edit together in a montage, but... Um, We'll, we'll wrap, kind of give you a wrap-up and update of, of where we are um, on Thursday. So this is the second day of the actual road trip. And um, so the highlight of yesterday, by far, was my stop about eight hours into the trip at Dinosaur World in Cave City, Kentucky. It was the best $13 I have ever spent. I had so much fun. It was so tacky, so kitschy, um, but it it was it was totally worth the price of admission. Um, and by the time I finished with that, um, I I was I was kind of beat. Um, I got a later start than I had anticipated and I didn't get much sleep the night before last so I was really working on a sleep deficit and about the time I got through Indiana and into southern Illinois I was starting to get road fatigue and there was a huge storm with multiple bolts of lightning and wind and it was very Wizard of Oz, anti-M, anti-M. There's a twister, there's a twister. Uh, I didn't see a twister, but it, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the Midwest. This, it gets serious here, y'all. So I kind of decided that given my fatigue level and the storm situation and the fact that a lot of the campgrounds that I had scoped out, um, actually have closed because of flooding. Uh, I just decided that, that I was going to go ahead and spend the first night in a hotel. And really it was the right call because I got a great night's sleep, got out early this morning, and um, feel a lot better. So we made it through St. Louis at about 7 a.m., which was not bad. I, I was a little bit concerned about traffic, but traffic was pretty easy. St. Louis looks like a really interesting city. Um, I wish I had had time to explore uh, for any number of reasons. It, it just looked fascinating from an architectural standpoint, 
And number two, my mom actually is an alum of Washington University in St. Louis, and it would have been really cool to have seen her old stomping grounds. Um, but being by myself and carrying the amount of gear that I'm carrying on the top of the car, even though it is all locked down, I just thought, you know, I, I, I really don't want to do this, so let's just press on. Likewise, coming through Columbia, totally would have loved to have stopped there. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to get to Nebraska today um, to make up a little time. That said, some random observations. I have been absolutely astounded by the number of Baptist churches juxtaposed with adult superstores on this stretch of interstate. Honestly, I do not know when I have seen more adult superstores on one highway. It's like there's one at every major intersection. It's, it's remarkable. Um, also, this is part of the Lewis and Clark Trail, which is super cool, and I've had fun imagining what it must have been like when they came through here, when there was no infrastructure and no adult superstores, or no Baptist churches for that matter. Lots of dead coyotes on the road, seriously. Um, the countryside is absolutely beautiful. It, it's, I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee were familiar. When I got ready to cross the Ohio River in Owensboro, Kentucky, I could have sworn I was in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. It, 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 it looked so similar and then cross the Ohio and into southern Indiana. Absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous farmland. And it's been that way all the way through southern Illinois and, and now almost through Missouri. The corn. There is so much corn and I'm not even in Nebraska yet. And this corn, I mean, we have corn in North Carolina, okay? But we also have cotton and we also have soybeans. And of course, we have tobacco. I didn't see any tobacco in Kentucky, by the way. Just saying. I saw one tobacco warehouse. But the corn. Y'all... It's beautiful because it's really tall and it's just starting to get the little tufts on the top, so still really kind of green, but it's, it doesn't look right. It looks like it could be genetically modified and honestly, there's just so much of it that it scares me. And maybe I'm going all Stephen King or something, but it's, it's just remarkable. <laughs> um, also, just some random things. A section of I-70 near Columbia is also known as the uh, 
U.S. Submarine Veterans Memorial Highway. So let's let that th sink in for just a minute. Submarines. Missouri. Just going to leave that right there. Uh, I consulted Atlas Obscura before I left Mount Vernon, which is where I spent the night. And about 30 miles south of where I was in Mount Vernon, Illinois, there was, um, in the town of Benton, Illinois, there is apparently a giant cutout mural stuck in the ground near the airport of George Harrison. Apparently, his sister moved to Benton, Illinois, and prior to the Beatles' first amazing hysteria-producing visit to the U.S., George Harrison was a frequent visitor to Benton, Illinois, and so they've commemorated that with this giant cutout of his likeness uh, in the black skinny suit with the skinny tie and white shirt. Young George Harrison, not Maui, soft-hearted Hannah Harrison. Um, I skipped that just because it was really kind of out of the way. However, <laughs> not too far off the highway, just on the west side of Columbia, I did venture off to the town of Marshall, Missouri to pay my respects to Jim the Wonder Dog. Jim the Wonder Dog was a Llewellyn setter who apparently was remarkably intelligent and he has been memorialized in this little town typical small town USA and um, if you check out the Facebook page later we'll have pictures of all that and some more explanation of what made Jim the Wonder Dog so amazing but I could not pass that up um, totally and completely out of the way, but there was a huge billboard advertising the ghost tours at the Missouri State Penitentiary. Just going to leave that right there. Um, and I really would have liked to have visited the campus of Mizzou because uh, one of the most storied schools of journalism is there. And um, it's the alma mater of my office spouse, Dara Dimai. Um And it would have been just really cool to, to see that. And, um, but again, carrying all this gear on the car, is, it's just really not conducive to urban exploring. And, and I do kind of want to make up my miles today. So... Um, some first impressions of some of the gear in the car. I'm totally, totally digging the Dometic 35 fridge. But in order to appreciate it, there are a couple of things you have to understand. And if you don't understand these things, then you might not think 
that spending the kind of money on one of these refrigerators is a great idea. And here, here's the rub. The Dometic runs on two different kinds of electrical current, your wall current, AC, regular plug in the house kind of current, or six volt um, current, which is what comes through your car's um, cigarette lighter. So when the fridge is plugged into the cigarette lighter, it regulates itself and it will periodically go into sleep mode to save drain on the battery. So it's sort of like uh, the thermostat on your heating and cooling system in the house. It shuts off when it reaches the temperature that it needs to be at and kicks back on when, when it, the temperature comes back up to whatever threshold. So that's fine when you're running and the engine's on and you're um, driving. But when I stopped for the night, obviously I'm not gonna leave the car running and it's not gonna draw electricity just plugged in to the cigarette lighter without um, the engine on. So I connected it to the 12 volt port on my Goal Zero Yeti 400 power bank. So there's a little glitch in that whole system and it ran enough to draw down about half of the battery on the Goal Zero. But when I came out to the car this morning, um, the fridge was off. So what happens is that thermostat system, when it's plugged into the Goal Zero, it just, it, it kind of throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. No worries though, because of the pre-cooling that I did, with the refrigerator um, and the fact that I wasn't getting into it at all during the time when it didn't have any power going to it, it was still like 25 degrees. So plenty of, of cold still in the fridge. So the food that I have in there is perfectly fine. Um, and of course now it's, it's charging as I'm driving and I was able to um, I have a dual cigarette lighter adapter and I also have a inverter so I was able to charge the Yeti back up so the Yeti is completely ready to rock and roll and the Dometic is, is doing its thing and so when I camp tonight I'll be able to, you know, grill up dinner. So I'm pretty happy with the performance of the fridge. But if I didn't understand the issues with the 12 volt and the Yeti um, power bank, I could see where that might get frustrating. And there are some workarounds, but, and if push comes to shove, I had the AC cord, I could plug it into the AC port on the Yeti. Um, and it should work just fine because it doesn't have that shutoff system when you're running that kind of current. So that's where we are. Um, the element is running great. Oh yeah, I also saw a billboard for the 
Element Church, which I thought was funny. I also saw a giant fiberglass beef cow, cow in a field. Um, the SIC Bullet is in its board bag and is doing great on top of the sup, uh, the sup dog. And the bike is doing great. All of that is triple lockdown and double strapped. Made it through that storm yesterday just fine. On a trip like this, absolutely want to have that board bag deployed. Um, you just never know when something is going to jump up off of the tarmac or you're going to get behind a dump truck and stuff's going to, you know, little rocks or whatever are going to fly out. Um, so it's, it's good to have the board protected. So like I said, I'm about, oh, an hour or so from Kansas City, hoping to get on the west side of Lincoln, Nebraska tonight. And, um, there are lots of state parks and state recreation areas between, well, really, all, all through Nebraska. Uh, we're saving Carhenge for tomorrow. It would be just a little bit of a haul to get up to Carhenge today. And um, I don't want to get there after dark. So um, we'll be updating social media as soon as I get this post up so look for all the photos from the last couple of days and I will update you all later bye Paddle All The Things is part of DistressedMullet.com and is powered by Mullet Media find us on Facebook at Paddle All The Things on Instagram at Oak City Element and on DistressedMullet.com I'm Lisa Shell. See you on the water.